French President Emmanuel Macron is the chief guest on Republic Day celebrations yet again. I say yet again because it's the sixth time that a French leader will be the chief guest. That is the highest number of times any the leader of any country has been present at India's Republic Day as chief guest. Now, when I started reading up on India-France relations because, because of Emmanuel Macron being the chief guest, it just occurred to me that it looked like a lot of the stuff we've been talking about. We've been talking about in the sense that only the other day we had featured the entire gamut of history, geopolitics, ups and downs, more ups than downs, maybe, maybe a stall more than a down in the 60s in the India-France relationship going right back to just after independence, say early 50s until now. And that was just seven months back in the month of July last year. And that was episode 1270, right? So not that long back. Why did that happen? Because that's when Prime Minister Narendra Modi was the chief guest on the French equivalent of Republic Day Parade, that is the Bastille Day Parade in France. So within seven months, this is happening yet again. Now we know the circumstances in which this has happened because Joe Biden, US President Joe Biden was to come in as chief guest. Apparently, there must have been some kind of an affirmation from his end because if that had not happened, then the US ambassador Eric Garcetti would not have made it public that Biden had been invited. And after that, other things happened. Possibly, possibly because of the Pannu issue or maybe that was one of the factors, but also because of the domestic political problems that Joe Biden ran into, his own declining ratings, his inability, his administration's inability to get the package of aid, of support to Ukraine and Taiwan passed by the US Congress, the stall on US Congress, the rise of Trump, his own State of the Union address, all of that, all of that may have combined, but I'm sure Panu, Panu factor was also one of these. All of this combined uh, combined to his not, not coming in. Now when that happens and the understanding is that a guest has generally accepted in principle, again we know nothing on the record, but I do not believe, in fact nobody in this city would believe or, 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 in, the, or in the world of diplomacy would believe that the ambassador of the US would make this public unless there was some kind of an affirmation or acceptance or an agreement or, or understanding that Joe Biden would be coming in. So he decided not to come in and suddenly, suddenly just three months before the Republic Day, less than three months before the Republic, Republic Day, India was left without a chief case. Now when that happens, what does a country do? How do we get around this embarrassment? Because whoever you go to, you have to then go and say, listen, you are my chief guest of last resort because someone else did not work out for some reason. I've come to you, please bail me out. It's a bit like that. And many heads of state in this situation will see it not as a, not as a question of personal ego, but also as a question of national self-respect. That look, why should I be, why should I be just a last minute replacement or last minute substitute? So for, a, for the president of a major power, in this case, president of, president of a P5 power, to still accept this without much hesitation, when he knows and his country knows that the whole world knows what's the reason why he's been, his presence has been sought as a substitute. That means that that leader and that country's establishment puts the relationship at a level 
where these, these things no longer matter. One, to help out a friend in crisis, but also because you know, nations act in their own interest. All countries act in their national interest, but big powers, P5 country no less, you will expect them, expect them to act in their supreme national interest. So in this case, this is obviously a statement by the French that they put their relationship with India at a very high pedestal. So that's one thing. Second thing, the frequency of contact between the two countries, countries and the two leaders. It makes me think because I think cricket and sport all the time. It makes me think of like the India-Australia cricketing relationship because every year one side travels to the other country, right? And, and we, we play these regular frequent series, just as the English and the Australians play their Ashes series. Now, this India-France interaction has become a bit like that in diplomacy. There is, however, one big difference between diplomacy and sport. In sport, when you have this contact, yes, it's wonderful. It leads to friendly relationships. Cultural ties are very good. But in sport, each side is playing to win or defeat the other. And usually, one side wins and one side gets defeated. In good diplomacy, however, friendly diplomacy, both sides win. And that is how the India-France relationship has progressed so far. Now, the last summit, 2000, 2023 in July, that was a summit during our Prime Minister's visit to France. There, the two leaders signed a declaration or a statement called Horizon 2047. 2047 is an important year we know in India because that marks 100 years of India's independence. It's also a very important year in the India-France relationship. The India-France strategic partnership was signed in January 1998. In fact, 26 January 1998, when Jack Chirac had come as the chief guest on Republic Day. Important thing is, this was done not when India was under a strong government or India was under a government with the majority. In any case, for 25 years, India did not have a government with the majority. This this was when India was under a particularly weak, doddering government, in the Indra Kumar Gujral government. And also, Jack Chirac's presence then was also very interesting and important. I don't want to say ironical. Maybe there was also a sense of a degree of irony there. Because Jack Chirac is also the only Western leader to be the chief guest twice. And how twice? He, he was chief guest twice, 22 years apart. He was chief guest in 1976, and there's a backstory to that, which I will just tell you. And now 1998. 1976, because Mrs. Gandhi had just imposed the emergency, and all of the Western world was then taking a view on her that she had destroyed civil liberties in India, she had destroyed India's constitution, and she had pretty much been blackballed by the entire Western democratic world. That's when she wanted some kind of an endorsement from one Western democratic power. And she reached out to the French and Jack Chirac came as her Republic Day chief guest in 1976 at the peak of the emergency. Jack Chirac was then the Prime Minister of France. The second time he came in 1998 as the President of France. So first, first of all, what does 1976 tell you? 1976 tells you that when the rest of the Western world decided to disown India because they did not like a regime or a government in India, that's when the French reached out. The French put their hand up to say, look, we are there. Somewhat similar situation is playing out right now because a lot of the Western media, not Western governments, but Western media has taken a very negative view on Modi government 
and, and the state of Indian democracy under the Modi government. In this situation, and for whatever reason, Biden has also decided not to come in. In this situation, once again, the French have put their hand up. So that tells you another, another thing. One, I told you that it's a bit like India and Australia playing cricket. That is once every year. In this case, this is like the two countries, the two friendly powers also underlining the fact that they are now, theirs is now an inevitable relationship, an inevitable, positive, friendly relationship because both need, need each other. Why? Because both have always had a commitment and an interest in multipolarity in the world. In fact, when the world seemed to be becoming unipolar after the end of the Cold War, the power that showed the most impatience at that point of time. India was still dealing with that situation because India's strategic anchor at that point, the Soviet Union had disappeared and India had to find a new direction. But the global power that showed impatience about unipolarity was actually France. And it was the French who started using the expression hyperpower about the US, implying that other powers also had to rise to provide some kind of a balance. Today you have a situation where America is the sole superpower, China is becoming the deputy superpower, Putin has upset the global balance of power and whatever is left of it may get upset later this year if Donald Trump gets re-elected because Donald Trump has said more than once and like Trump or not, one thing about him you have to admit that he usually does what he says. He said he'll walk out of the deal that Obama had signed with Iran. He did so. He said he'll walk out of the Trans-Pacific Partnership, the, tra the trade partnership with, the, with his Asian partners. He did so. So he does things that he promises or that he threatens to do. He said he will go and talk with North Korean leader directly Kim Jong-un. He did so, whatever the embarrassment. And now he's saying that he will go back. He will now no longer defend Europe, he will no longer underwrite the security of Europe, which also means, also implies that under him, you will see the rise of an America that will be inward looking and that might no longer underwrite or might no longer take the responsibility of the security of the entire Eurasian region, all of Europe, all of Asia. Right now, America is doing that. See what's happening in the Red Sea. In the Red Sea, most of the trade that is affected is trade coming to Asia or trade, trade involving Europe in Asia. Only some American trade comes in there. In any case, whatever amount of American trade comes in there, the biggest interest is Asia's and also Europe's, even China's. But none of those countries is really going out and fighting or putting its navies and air assets out or satellite assets out to protect the sea lanes there. Okay, the British are involved to some extent, to the extent that they can be, but most of the other powers are staying away. It is the Americans who are investing their resources, manpower, risking their lives, burning up their ammunition and fuel in keeping those sea lanes open. What happens tomorrow if under Trump, the Americans said, we are not going to do this. You Europeans find your own wherewithal. You Asians find, find your own wherewithal. You deal with the Chinese if the Chinese are pushing you around. Chinese are your problem, right? We will not come in to provide balance with China. As far as we are concerned, America is concerned, we will find our own modus vivendi with China and with Russia for that matter. 
it is in that situation that powers like France and powers like India, they will rise, they will be expected to play a much bigger role. Of course, the Chinese will see a great opportunity of walking into or wading into that vacuum. But France and India also, if it is not in their interest that the world should be unipolar with the Americans being the only pole, it's also not in their interest to see the Chinese becoming the preeminent power in the world. That does not mean that France will go to war with China or France will say, okay, India join an alliance against China. No. But France and India both will have a shared interest, a shared common vested strategic interest in keeping multipolarity in the world and not letting a new imbalance come in, which is from being an America-dominated world to a new world where America is inward-looking and America withdraws and it becomes more dominated by an activist China with Russia as its ally. So these are the big changes that are taking place in the world. And that's why while this visit has taken place because of, because of, because of an unusual set of circumstances, that is Joe Biden deciding at the last moment that he wasn't going to be able to come as the chief guest. It's happening because of that. And a lot of the substantive stuff of the relationship has been done in July already, July last year already. And yet this meeting underlines many of these points because much has changed in the world since the last summit meeting. Because since the last summit meeting, one, we know that the war in Ukraine has stalled. There is a stalemate. Second, we know that Israel, Gaza war has started. Third, we know that Houthis have blocked the Red Sea. And fourth, it is still not inevitable that Trump will become the new president of America. But the possibility of his becoming the new president is now not at all unlikely. In fact, most people who would bet on American politics now would say that if anything, there might be a slightly higher likelihood of a Trump presidency yet again. That's why the state of the world is very different now from what Narendra Modi and Emmanuel Macron surveyed when they met in July. And that's why when they meet now in Jaipur and in Delhi, they are going to have a lot more to talk about. It's a new world. It's a new world. It's a difficult new world. It has its new challenges also new opportunities. These are just the situations that swing states can take advantage of. India is definitely a swing state. France, maybe, maybe it's a bit of a stretch to call France a swing state. They are one of the P5 countries, which also, which while it stays with the Western alliance, still keeps its, its autonomy. To that extent, France and India thinking together and planning together and finding areas of shared interests is a very interesting prospect. Now we can talk about the weapon systems, we can talk about the fact that at the last meeting there was there was an in principle agreement on Indian Navy buying 26 more Rafale marine aircraft for the new aircraft carrier, that is the new Vikram. There's been also discussion about engines for India's helicopters. Advanced light, light helicopter is already riding in French origin or French partnership, an engine made in French, French partnership, the Shakti engine. There are discussions on also on a new fighter engine. There is also a possibility, please read this article that our columnist Swasti Rao has written. Please, please read this article where she talks about the possibility of India and France exploring a multi-role fighter aircraft contract. And she says that, look, these contracts can wait forever, but sometimes these things can be done better 
on a government to government basis will such a thing happen with just a weeks remaining before india's elections are announced i don't know maybe unlikely but who knows but at the same time everything that happens now will be a step in the forward direction the other thing we should remember is once again india france relationship it's a very substantive relationship and it's a substantive relationship based purely on mutual shared mutual interest in both countries this has moved irrespective of who's been in power i told you the strategic partnership declaration or document was signed when indra kumar gujral was prime minister and everybody knew his was the government on daily wages it will fall any day the rafal deal was done with francois holland of the left a french socialist was in power so once again it doesn't matter who's in power on which side because as i said earlier the india france relationship is an inevitable friendship it's also an indispensable friendship for either side